Communications disruption can mean only one thing. This is Jam Transmissions, a Star Wars podcast. Welcome everybody to episode 37 of Jam Transmissions, a Star Wars podcast. I'm Peter Viox, joined today by my good friend and co-host, Joshua Rowe. How's I'm back. Go- How's it going, dude? <laughs> it's Star Wars Day. Welcome back. It's, yeah. it's not Star Wars Day without you. Well, it's Star Wars Day every day, and you're not always here, but it's especially exactly. Star Wars Day. When you're <laughs> it's a super special edition holiday special Star Wars Day, only not show. <laughs> right. So, did you get a chance to look at your Star Wars app today? What's what's it feel I've like? I've not with it. I don't know. Yeah. It feels hot as shit. That's what it, it feels it like. Yavin Four. No, Yavin Four sucks. Obviously, yeah. It evidently, it's it's humid. <laughs> it's about as humid as a Gamorrean's ass crack. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Dang. Well, we've also got another guest with us returning to the show. The one, the only. Miss Eden Gray. <laughs> Hi, I'm here. How are you doing today? I'm really good today. I reorganized my office at work. By that, I mean I have a whole office with a door. It's really cool. That's awesome. Did you yeah, not have that office before? Uh, No, I did not have that office before. So where did it come from? Yeah. My coworker left and I hired two new it? people and now I'm their manager. And now I get the nice office in the back with the window because that's how life works. Yeah. So... Hell yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> However, the desk space is actually smaller and I have two monitors and I actually have less space to work but with have physically, door? but there's a door and a comfy chair and a window and that's where we keep all the contact lens samples. It's, it's still really good. Oh, that's perfect. It's really good. Good deal. Yeah. Well, what kind of stuff you guys been up to in the last week? Josh, it's been a while since we talked. What, what kind of nerdy shit and Star Wars stuff you been up to, man? Okay. Uh, leaving medication out of it. We're going on um, just catching up, dude. Just catching up. It's been a long time since I've been to the comic book store, and I dropped more than I wanted to. Been there, man. Yeah. Been there. Yeah. <laughs> and luckily, it's Tuesday, so you can't buy shit for Wednesday on a Tuesday, so I had to put back eight, so I'm trying to tally that up <laughs> right now. I'm like, God. This is the way that you learn that you don't go to the comic store on Tuesday. Well, we changed for shit. And I haven't that, been there for like a month and a half. Yeah, now you know. Well, the good news is, is that it gives us about a week to talk about the comics or to, to you know, get familiar with the comics before we talk about them on the show. Instead of mm-hmm. like, do we talk about them or do we just talk about how we got them and all this? stuff? Right. You know, yeah, yeah. So it's so it's, we can talk about works out. Kind of works out. I did pick up a couple of the uh, greatest moments for the Star Wars line, and I, I've been trying to collect those. They're freaking awesome. I love them. We got two more coming out tomorrow that I got to look at and hold and thought I was buying today. No, they're still doing those. Oh, yeah. I think they're probably going to continue throughout the series. Wow. Every so often. I think it's maybe monthly right now. What is coming out tomorrow? uh, 70. Star Wars 70. Um, There is Dr. Aphra, I believe. And 
I think that's all I got put up by that. Now, Batman 76, um, that was out. Mm -hmm. I picked up the Batman Who Laughs 7. Seven. And I can't wait to get closure on that one. Mm -hmm. Um, Black Cat 3 comes out tomorrow. Pam's into that one. Mm -hmm. Um, A Catwoman, I believe, is coming out tomorrow. And 1008, is that where we're at now? Yeah. Yeah, 1008. Nice. Mm-hmm. What about you, Eden? What kind of stuff you been into lately? I have been watching a lot of Arrow. I'm determined to get caught per up. Usual. It's mm-hmm. Usual. Um, I'm not caught up yet. I'm on season six, so once I am caught up, then I will be slightly much less obsessed with it. Um, I still love that show. <laughs> I have been reading an advance review copy of a. Uh, adult fantasy, new adult fantasy. Not that anybody that's listening probably knows what new adult is. Um, but if you like Holly Black, I am reading a book called Fortuna Sworn by K.J. Sutton. Um, it's it's pretty, pretty good. And nice. Holly Black is, is extremely well known in, in the fantasy world and fairies and, and yeah. such, so... Yeah, you'd be surprised. I'm sure. I'm sure several of the listeners are familiar with that. Yeah, like, we all have so many different hobbies. Yeah, so keep a lookout for for Fortune is Sworn by yeah. by Kelsey KJ Sutton. Um, that's been great. And I've been reading Alphabet Squadron. Also. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna do a little bit of a spoiler free review of that. Um, what you been up to? Somewhere in the show, a little bit. Me, I've been into all kinds of stuff too. Um, we had a metal festival this past mm-hmm. weekend. That was pretty cool. Blood of the Wolf 5. Um, Saturday, I found myself alone in my home because Eden went out of town. She went up to um, uh, Cincinnati to go see FC Cincinnati play. And I finally decided to seize the day and start watching Stranger Things. What do you think? I got to say, man... I I don't binge anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, two days I had season one finished, eight oh, episodes. Yeah. It's uh, it was pretty phenomenal. About halfway through season two, I'm enjoying that. So everybody, no spoilers. I got I got like literally on the edge of my seat all the time. And <laughs> yeah, um, L is yeah. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> you know, honestly though, I think that the music is fantastic. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love it. I'm definitely it, if they've got like. I don't want the sound. I don't want the '80s music that they play because I don't like all of it. And the, yeah. the ones that I do like, I can just pull up on YouTube. Like the Cure. I don't. I don't. I don't want to hear Whip It. You know. I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, but whatever. But, um, yeah, it's fantastic stuff. I'm definitely going to be getting. Oh, it's fun, dude. The soundtrack to that. Um, Eleven is my favorite character, and she'll probably continue to be. She's yeah. awesome. I relate most of all to Dustin <laughs> when I was his yeah. age. <laughs> a whole lot of cussing. Oh, man. He's a funny kid, though, yeah. man. Yeah. Speaking of that, speaking of like relating to your past self or seeing yourself in the past and in different uh, forms of media, have you guys seen the trailer to Good Boys yet? No. <laughs> oh, man. Unfortunately. It, yeah, I made Eden sit through it. And I'm, I'm literally crying laughing because it's like it's exactly what it was like for well, I don't want to generalize. It, for this sixth grade boy, it's what it was like being a sixth grade boy. And it was hilarious. So that comes out this Friday. I'm looking forward to that. So that's about it for that. Uh, today, if we want to pull it back to Star Wars, is actually a very special day. We are recording on Tuesday, August the 6th, 
2019. Mm -hmm. And two Star Wars books have come out. First off, you've got A Crash of Fate, which is a Galaxy's Edge uh, young adult novel by Zoraida Cordoba. And that, I started that this morning at about four o'clock. Uh, did it on my commute a little bit. I got the audio book on my lunch and stuff. How is it? How is the audio book? Just as a generalized audio book. It's great. It's great. Uh, I forget the girl's name offhand, but I know her first name is Brittany. Mm -hmm. uh, the narration is fantastic. Mm -hmm. It's really good. Uh, the characters are well acted. Um, great. The troopers get like some, you know how like, and this is no flack on, on female narrators, but you know, sometimes if you've got, if you're imitating a male voice, it's a little, it's a little bit difficult. Yeah. It's incredibly you know? false. It's, uh, it's, it's just different, yeah. but it, the same goes for men imitating women. Yeah. Right. The register's not there. In this particular, uh, audio book, it's, um, it's all dolled up. Like you, you get the sound of, uh, the, the first order trooper and it mm. sounds like it's a man coming through this first order trooper helmet. So, uh, so obviously they got distortion and sound effects, and distortion stuff. and they pitched it down. That's awesome. Oh, cool. So that's good. That's pretty cool. That's good. Yeah. yeah. I like, I like that they're starting to do that too. Nice. As yeah. much as I like Mark Thompson, like there's only so high he can go before it gets a little wonky. <laughs> yeah. And that's biology, right? So. I mean, it is what so it much. is. Yeah. Nice. I'm glad you're liking that one. Yeah, definitely enjoying that. Looking forward to you guys checking it out. Yeah, it, I don't know if you guys remember. Um, I I read the um, the press mm -hmm. description of mm -hmm. it, and mm -hmm. I I literally said last week, this does nothing for me. Oh, I remember. And so I went into it with zero expectations, and man, oh man, is that not the best way to go about yeah. stuff here? Well, anymore? just yeah, especially yeah. with Star Wars, man. I wish just enjoy it. You know, everybody just yeah, just just take it as it is. And what's Anthony say? He says a lot, but what are you trying to say? He says, um, just tell me a good story. Tell me sort a good of, story. Like that's paraphrasing yeah. bigger and shit. But. You know, I, I sit there and I think about like one of, and I'm not sitting here trying to get all omen shit on y'all, but like the Buddha himself <laughs> said, like you know, <laughs> take my teachings for what they are, and if something doesn't rock with you <laughs> and no obviously that's the i Mike, don't think he said that's that. the, the michael jackson version of the buddhist scriptures but <laughs> anyways he uh he says if it doesn't work for you then just pass it up and maybe come back to it later i look at star wars that same way because right. you know what i hated alphabet squadron about uh 20 into it mm -hmm. and i lost interest in it and i came back a month later and i plowed through that book and i loved it mm -hmm. i thought it was yeah. really good it's um it's an acquired taste. I don't think the entire book is good. Yeah. But I like what happened, the the, the types of um, the last, things that happened in it. Yeah. yeah, there's so much in Star Wars. There's so many books and there's so much, just so much content. You can you can pick and choose. It's it's really fine. Yeah. What was the other book? Oh, yes. Uh, continuing today's releases, we've also got Myths and Fables by George Mann. I want to check that out so bad. Just yeah. Just by the art in it. So the good news is, is um, it just showed up before you got here. We've got it up on the table. I got to flip through and I only looked at one picture yet, but we, <laughs> but we can kind of like look yeah. through it and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to be looking at that and um, definitely look forward to uh, talking with us a little bit more about these two releases. And we've also got uh, Black Spire by Delilah S. Dawson coming out mm -hmm. on the 27th. This is a it's great a time. Yeah. 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 And like I, I sit there and I think about... Uh, did you did you guys see the press release uh, from or not the press release just just the 
the Star Wars October Star Wars read thing. Star Wars reads, I think it was. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I am a, well aware as a as a former librarian about yeah. Star Wars reads. Yeah, so, yeah. it used to be just a day there, so they're making it a whole month now. Yeah, the whole month of October. Oh, well, look at all the yeah. shit that they got coming out. Yes. And so that's kind of exciting. I love that they're trying to, and I guess it's kind of more geared at kids because I downloaded the Very PDF so. and I looked at the activity book. Now, now don't play me out, man. I'm doing those word searches. And <laughs> I, it took it took just one glance to see what the one different battle droid was, but I'm still playing those games. Like I'm looking forward to it. Um, but there's going to be all kinds of promotions and stuff and giveaways. I'm not familiar with what that kind of stuff is. It hasn't been announced what it is, but I'm going to be all over that. So you guys definitely free Star that. Wars. It's free Star Wars. Yeah. yeah what what kind of that, stuff did they usually give away in, in the past Eden? Um, it's, it's the kind of thing where if you're an educator or a librarian, a teacher, um, you can send in a request to get a kit for that day. Um, like a Star Wars reads day kit or a Harry Potter day kit, um, from a certain publisher or publishing house. I imagine Delray might have something Probably. going on for educators. Um, and you can, I mean, they ha- they have activity books, they have bookmarks, um, kind of just sticker li- kits. Yeah, sticker stuff. Ki- little stuff like that. And you go to, I mean, they hand it out in class, they hand it out at libraries, um, stuff like that. But now that they've made it a whole month, I, I really have no idea what yeah. to expect. That's much, a lot. Yeah. So they're involving, they're, I guess they're, they're at the point where they know they need to involve all ages. Yeah. Um, at this point. And I can definitely see we, we should, we should be taking a look at our local library calendars yeah. to see uh, what kinds of events they're doing because they may be, be doing some cool things. Yeah, they definitely are including the older people as yeah. well because it said like whether you're just, you know, starting on your uh, a- adventure or you're a seasoned traveler through this galaxy or whatever. That's what it was actually mm-hmm. saying. So Yeah, and guys, it was definitely if, not like that last time I was a librarian. Yeah. It was very, very much for kids. Nice. Well, guys, if you haven't heard of it, look it up. It's actually on StarWars.com. And um, there are opportunities for you to volunteer and uh, create your own little groups and stuff like that if you want to help out your community or check out your library and talk to those librarians, even if they don't know about it, let them know. And, yeah, let them yeah. know about Star Wars Reads Day because they're going to be kids that, that know about month. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So that's what's special about today and looking ahead. But guys, I want to go ahead and jump into a little bit of Calling Chatter. And we got two voicemails this week, and we we didn't really know what we were going to be talking about this week, but we got some real cool stuff from our buddies. And I just wanted to go ahead and jump into this because it's going to make for some good conversation, yeah, I'm sure. Great. So let's hear it. The first is from our good friend and yours, the Metal Mando, Jeff Kelts. Heavy metal. be something good playing in the background. (laughs) (laughs) This is my number one favorite Star Wars theme. A different arrangement of it, but it's nice. Throne room. Yeah. (laughs) 
Our Patreon. Pete and good. Josh, my dudes, along with the wonderful Eden, of course. Got a question for you this week. Hopefully it's a fun one for you. I did throw this one out a while back to all the podcasts over at the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. So maybe you guys can kick this one around and have some fun with it as well. Kind of revolves around that whole deserted island type of question where you can only take one or two certain things with you to live out the end of your days. We're going to change it up a little bit because the galaxy is in peril. You must evacuate to the outer rim to a deserted asteroid. We're going to take a few things with us, as I mentioned. Some tough choices to be had, and it also includes all of our Star Wars entertainment and media. Good for What we have to do is for each era of Star Wars, the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy, and the Disney era cinematic movies, we can only take one Blu-ray, one soundtrack, and one book slash audio book along with us for our journey. So like I said, some tough choices here. So for each of the three different mm-hmm. types of medias, you can only pick one movie from each era to either view, listen, or read about to the end of your days, like I said. But you can't double up on a movie. You can't pick a soundtrack, let's say, for instance, and a DVD for the same movie. So, I'm going to start this one off. The original trilogy, my Blu-ray is going to be Star Wars, a.k.a. A New Hope. My soundtrack going to be Empire Strikes Back. My book slash audiobook, and I'm going with audiobooks on all these because uh, it's kind of my preferred uh, way of listening to books now. I just love how they kind of add those uh, sound effects into the background and make a, just a great uh, listening experience. So Return of the Jedi will be my audiobook. Now for the prequel trilogy, my Blu-ray is going to be Revenge of the Sith. My soundtrack is going to be The Phantom Menace. And my audiobook will be Attack of the Clones. The Disney era movies. Now, this is where it gets tough, guys, because as you know, there's right. four movies in the Disney era released so far. So that means we have to eliminate one movie from our databanks for the end of days that we can no longer listen to, view, or watch. It's tough. So, like I said, pretty tough here. So, I'm going to go my Blu ray, The Force Awakens. And I really did want to double up and take The Force Awakens soundtrack, too, but that would be mm-hmm. breaking the rules, guys. For my soundtrack, I'm going to go The Last Jedi because that does have some of the Force Awakens themes woven in here and there, so I can kind of get that from that soundtrack. For my audiobook, well, this is the tough choice, isn't it? I did go with Rogue One as my audiobook, so I did have to eliminate, sadly, the Star Wars story from my database. (laughs) So, guys, I can't wait to hear your answers to this question to see what you would choose to take along to your journey to that asteroid out there in the outer rim. But, hey, for this week, guys... This is Jeff Keltz, a.k.a. The Metal Mando on Twitter. And rock on, bros. Later. Rock on, Jeff. My mind is blown. He got me with the solo. That was awesome. (laughs) 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 I just didn't expect it at all. I was trying to read through my list. I'm like, (laughs) total. I thought it was you for a minute. I do do the occasional job of the hut imitation. This is true. Usually at the dinner table. But. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, this is actually pretty tough. And I say we go ahead and kind of break it up the way that he said it. And yeah. let's, let's just go around the table. So we'll start with the original trilogy. Who wants to go first? Uh, I'll do it. Okay. So movies to bring a Blu-ray because we're into that century now. I'm going with Empire. As far as the three, I've got to watch that one. Soundtrack, I'm bringing uh, Star Wars or A New Hope, whatever. Um, I really like the Tatooine stuff. Mm. It's uh, the binary sunset. Yeah, I just love yeah. it, man. Yeah. 
Um, as far as books, God, it's hard. Can I bring Targum? I mean, it's well, it has to be. A, it has to be a movie. novelization. See, yeah. if it has to be a novelization, I'm probably going to do um, Return of the Jedi. Then, yeah, yeah. Any reason why you picked that over being able to watch it? Yeah, uh, it gets a little depthy. Um, kind of more behind the scenes with Luke in it. Just, mm. just a little bit, and some of the back of the head of Vader that you don't get in the movies. Just some of those breathing, pausing scenes are actually yes. kind of mm-hmm. narrated. Uh, they're heavier in return than I thought they were in Empire. Yeah. But um, I'd rather have Tarkin. You know what's, yeah, of course. <laughs> what's really interesting, though, is that you and I, we have the exact same list. That shouldn't what, surprise t- you. Per usual, yeah. right? Uh, for the Blu-ray, um, I'm going to have to bend this a little bit. It, it's definitely Empire. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it. I don't... I recently got into digitizing my VHS collection. Yeah. So I would have to digitize my uh, letterbox edition of Empire Strikes Back from 1992. Oh, yeah. And then port it to a Blu-ray, and then that would be my Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, originals all the way. Yeah. Uh, the soundtrack, obviously, man, A New Hope. Mm-hmm. And you know what, dude? It's It's straight up because John Williams, as a Star Wars composer... It it sounds hungry. It sounds raw. It's his and debut. Wriggling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what get- takes us precious? I love Gollum impressions. <laughs> Every single time it happens, always. Stupid fat hobbitses. So good. Do what's taters? <laughs> what's taters? <laughs> oh done, man, I want to watch them all again right what's now. So the. <laughs> The audio... Guys, let's do a Lord of the Rings podcast. <laughs> I'm up for it. If only I had more time. <laughs> no, you got plenty of time. We'll make it work. We'll I, just I, I'm, already, off... I'm already in a Lord of the Rings metal band. I mean, <laughs> Close enough. Is that good enough? I'll just no. give you guys some tapes. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, like my favorite, like I said before, like when this was playing, the throne room is my favorite Star Wars song oh, yeah. of all time. Uh, you guys remember like MIDI versions of songs mm-hmm. at the early days of the internet early when those started 90s. circulating? Oh, yeah. Um. I had like Web TV. I was making so many different versions of the throne room. Oh man, talk about fan pages, man! Back in the day, I wasn't making that. I didn't. I could barely. I barely had the internet capable, computer <laughs> capability to download that stuff. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't miss the screeching a dial up. All right, is it my turn? Yes. Well, I no because no, I, I haven't done my audio book oh, yet. Yeah, but yeah. also, I need to give the honorable mentions to the rest of the songs I like. Man, I mean, Land of the Sand People. Fuck's sake, man. That is that is so crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's just all over the place, man. And it's just constant tempo changes and stuff as a musician. But it says so much about the people he wrote it for. Yeah. And just that that scene alone. Yeah. The guy's a freaking genius, man. Yeah. He's so, so good. He's so good. And I, I feel like I don't I, I don't think I could pick any of the uh soundtracks. If it's not John Williams for no, for this yeah, deserted, right deserted asteroid yeah. situation, my audiobook is obviously Return of the Jedi, and it's for the same reason as you, Josh, because I want I want to know the inner monologue mm-hmm. of the silence. There's a lot more in that. Yeah, one. I think my choices for the rest of the audiobooks are going to be for the same reason. Yeah. yeah. So, Eden, what about you? 
Oh, so I've been changing my answers as you guys have been talking <laughs> for the original trilogy because I'm one of those weirdos that does not really feel strongly about the original trilogy. Just... Um, so I would like the movie for Star Wars A New Hope. I'll take the Blu-ray. Um, I love the droids in it. Like, I, I don't want to not see them. Like, there's... I love, 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 love the way it starts out with out dialogue and just droids doing their thing and then the first ones you talk are the droids it's perfect um and i will take the audiobook of um empire because yoda's in it and maybe i'll get some behind the scenes yoda stuff and i will take soundtrack of return of the jedi good deal sure all three that's all i got yeah, when it comes to Yoda, I don't think I could pass up being able to see him. Oh, I could, I could yeah. give, let it go. Ah, yeah, how about that? Give or take. Yeah, the screensaver changed. This yeah, of course, it's Yoda. That's awesome. That um, out of all the Star Wars, everything, the Empire Yoda scene, like the whole Dagobah outlook, that it's my favorite. There are so many men of your ages that feel exactly the same way. And I just don't understand it. The connection. There's just, I feel like I really should, but I just, I just don't. I don't think it has anything to do with gender, but I think you just, you come to star Wars for different reasons. And also I think it also has to do with the fact you're our same age, but you, you didn't get into star Wars really until the prequels. Right. Right. So we grew up yeah. with Empire and Yoda. It's more fantastic to us yeah. then. That's when the movies started becoming more fantasy. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. And the force in this one and just that the proverbs and everything, just the weight of it. And I think I've come to love it more now than I did then. Yeah. Just because of all the extra content for those who do not do the novelizations and all the animated series, you're missing out. Yeah, we've gotten so much more about Proverbs and prophecies Shoot. and all that stuff. And just the smallest things that he does are... Yoda? They're just, yeah, there's mm-hmm. just so... They're multiplied into that scene that it just... The weight is just yeah. increasing. Like, it's so yeah. good. I have to see it. I have yeah. to see it. <laughs> yeah. So let's move on to the prequels then. All right, since you went first, Eden, you go first on this oh, one. Oh, yeah. Um, so my first answer, my instinctively, was The Phantom Menace, The Phantom Menace, and The Phantom Menace. But <laughs> Eden breaking the law, Jean Grey. <laughs> I'm not allowed. And <laughs> I thought about it. Okay, I will take the soundtrack of The Phantom Menace because I can s- literally see every scene in yeah. my head as oh. the soundtrack plays. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see it. I can see it there. It's. I don't need the Blu-ray. Um, it is ingrained upon my soul. And I will take the Blu-ray of um, Revenge of the Sith because I want to see that battle uh, between Obi-Wan and Anakin. Like, I want to see Anakin change into a Sith. I need to physically see it. All the emotions. And I will take um, the novelization of Attack of the Clones because that's what's left. Mm. Fair I feel enough. I feel strongly about the other two, and then I, that's definitely what I want out of each of them. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. nice, nice. I agree with you, especially because you can get the actual cinematic score as well. Yeah, separate from just the individual songs, yes. we've got that too. You, yes, the, the two CDs. It's uh, incredible. Yeah, 
Um, I'm going to go like this. So Blu-ray, the Phantom Menace, yeah. because I need the whole, the whole shebang. <laughs> but once again, I'm going to have to rip, uh, the initial release with the puppet Yoda and then burn that onto the Blu-ray. <laughs> and then that's yeah. my, that's my Phantom Menace Blu-ray. <laughs> it's gotta be. Mm-hmm. Just cause it was, it was originally what it's just, I like it the way that the beauty it was. In it, yeah. it, it, and I like it the way that it is now too. Right. The CG is cool. But I like puppets. I like movie magic. Yeah. It's just, it's just, the I like effort it. that goes into it. I like it. Uh, soundtrack for me is going to be Attack the Clones. Um, it's going to have to be like across the universe, you know? Yeah. That song. It's awesome. Yeah. It's just like, it. well, it's pretty thematic throughout the whole thing, but it's like the love, it, it, it captures the love of Anakin and Padme, which on the last episode, I was in a bit of a, Tiff and I shit all over it. Yeah, yeah, quite a bit. <laughs> Not that bad. No, oh, terribly. No, dude. I, it was. <laughs> did you like my? Uh, yeah, it was my funny. Anakin invitations. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, a uh, bit whiny, but... <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> um, but that song is really good, and you know I'm a, I'm a big fan of the bassoon. And the bassoon. It's not used a lot, honestly. No, Weird I'm not there with you. And in, that, in that song. I'm a big fan of the bassoon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Wookiee aficionado. You know. Only when he's drunk. <laughs> Audiobook, Revenge of the Sith. And that's because I've heard all over Twitter that, uh, that it's fantastic. And that it adds so much more to the movie. Even to people that are fans of that movie. Which I am. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Uh, I like it more than Attack of the Clones. Mm. I will say that. Just, I don't know. There's something about that one. Mm. Um, so your choices? I would have to go with, I have to see the mall fight. Just just the freaking Theed Palace hangar. And there he is. And he sh- just, Ray Park kind of shrugs off the outer cloak and then holds the lightsaber out. And I remember being like, however old I was, uh, like 12, 13, something like that. And in theaters when it came out and saw him, not the one side and the other side. And I was like, they can do that. You know, it's like, (laughs) Oh my God, you need that visual moment. There's so much. And it was just the rest of the movie that as long as I can watch (laughs) that, I'm good. But, um, yeah, I need to see that. Uh, Audiobook, I'm what I'm with you, uh, Revenge of the Sith, just because I want to know, I want to hear um, Anakin's fall. I want to get the weighted emotions and stuff in it. I want to have uh, Kenobi's, not just the looks, and you know, you were the chosen one, you were my brother, but when he's going through the archives and having that monologue of just despair and just the sadness of it, you know, it just, there's, there's more, there's more. I want to hear it. Mm. And I'm with you as far as attack the clones. Um, it actually had really good music in it. Yeah, it did. Um, I was going to pick Phantom Menace for that one, but the only one I really, really like out of it was, uh, I duel of fates. Mm. I could listen to that shit all day long, but oh man, I love every single song in the Phantom Menace. Yeah. The pod race. I mean, they're Catching good. It's everything. Just, I wasn't going to budge on having that as as visual media, mm-hmm. Phantom Menace, but I almost chose Revenge of the Sith as my soundtrack. Mm-hmm. 
because I'm a big fan of Padme's ruminations. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have the same answers. Again. Um, the thing about it, though, is... This is why we do a podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, chances are good that on any of those audiobooks that I choose... It'll be in it. Padme's ruminations is going to be in that, because anytime mm-hmm. it gets super real and just super yeah. emotional, you hear you hear it in the background. Yeah. It's something like that, Josh. I love it. I love it. It's just <laughs> so good. Um, you want to start with the Disney era? Yeah, I'm going to start with the Disney era. For for my Blu-ray, I'm going to have to go with Solo. Oh, wow. I know, right? I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have picked that one. You know what's wild is while I was really... Because you're a Wookiee well, fishing, aren't Yes, that's the, that's the exact reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tons of Chewy. But yeah. I struggled with the Disney era because, as Jeff said, you have to, you have to banish you gotta one. You got to cut one out. And that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Golly, that was tough. So the the movie, I saved the movie for last. Uh, but the soundtrack, I got to go with The Force Awakens. Um, I am obsessed with Ray's theme. I right. think that it's got Anybody so... who listened to our show would never know. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, every song that I said was one of my favorites is is either like an intro, an outro, or, or a, seg- Something, a segue. Yeah. <laughs> um, Early episodes, you can hear us. Yeah. <laughs> the... Uh, that song though is just so full of wonder, charm, innocence, strength, whimsy. Yeah, it's, it's all over really the place. You know what it really gets me going about that is that the the bell, the whatever percussion it is, that bell, that bell, that it, it, it's whether it's a Glockenspiel, xylophone, I think what it's actual handbells. It, it might be that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It. I think that it's the second or third one is intentionally offbeat. Yeah. Just to add that layer of unexpectedness right. and you don't know where this is going to go and neither does she. Well, no, no. Like I'm talking about the two. There's there's two. They're playing together, right? And one of them comes slightly after. Listen to it next time and you'll know what I mean. It's not it's not about it's not about what you're saying. It's about the not the timing, but it's just. Okay. Hard to explain. I got you. No, See, this I is why we make about. music, because it ex- expresses <laughs> the things that words can. So, Force Awakens soundtrack, uh, audiobook, a solo movie, and audiobook? The Last Jedi. Okay. Because I cool. have read that book and listened to it, and it added so much. It is the expanded edition. Yeah. So, yeah. you got to go for it. You got to go for it. All right. Uh, Josh, you're up. Disney era. Sorry, Rogue One. You're a great movie, but... I chose solo Wookiees. Yeah. Wasn't enough Wookiees in you. So soundtrack, uh, I'm right there with you. Force Awakens on that one. Um, watching the movie, it was a toss up between solo and rogue one. And honestly, I think I like solo more than rogue one. And just rogue one's not been my favorite thing. It's, I like it, but it's not like top tier. Solo was just fun. If I'm on like the middle of nowhere, Island, I'm right there with you. You but, need to be cheered up, not yeah, down. Yeah, it's just a fun movie to watch. <laughs> uh, audiobook, I'm taking The Last Jedi. Just, and honestly, just for um, Luke's end scene. Do you guys have the same answers again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I love you guys. Pound it, bro. Yeah. I don't know. Just <laughs> when he kind of lets himself go, there's... I'm not to spoil anything at all, but that was just a great moment. And in the comics too, check that shit out. That was uh, that was really good. That scene is in the comics. Yes. Which comics? Uh, the Last Jedi comics. 
There are Last Jedi comics. There are Last Jedi. Comics. There are movie adaptations. There are oh. Force Awakens. Wait, what? Uh, one. Yeah, you didn't know this. No. She's not allowed to look through my comics. You're man. totally right. Sorry. Uh, Amazon <laughs> <No>. <laughs> has them in TPB. He has them so I can get the digital editions, but I did, literally yeah, didn't know that there's the movie, there's the soundtrack, there's the novelization, and then there's the comic adaptation as well. There's comics of movies. There is so much Star Wars out there for everyone. Dude, what a great time to be alive. It really is. Yeah. So, Eden, Disney era for you. Okay, I am picking the Force Awakens soundtrack. Okay. It has to be. Solid, yeah. Absolutely love it. It's it's just like the Phantom Menace for me. I can see it as I hear it. Um, Each song brings up a character a scene it, it's perfect um and i have to have um the last jedi novelization the audiobook or or the ebook yes um it adds so much to every single character poe to leia to luke to haldo all of them um mm-hmm. you just get inside their heads and it it's perfect. Um, and that leaves what a Blu-ray for me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with rogue one. Nice. It has to be rogue one. It... That's a good movie. Yeah. I mean, I don't, how do you I don't choose love between s- them. It's, it's hard. Good. I don't it's love like... solo as much as you guys do. Um, I like solo. I, I like it, but I, I love rogue one. And if I'm on a desert Island asteroid stranded somewhere, gotta just have, only one of those movies in front of my face all the time. I'm going to pick the depressing one for sure. Yeah, it's depressing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good choices. And, and man, oh, thanks, solid, thanks a lot, Jeff. Like, obviously, you made for some pretty good conversation. <laughs> oh, my God. This is <laughs> the longest comic chatter ever. <laughs> That's awesome. I kind of want to know what, what other people think also. Like, which which prequel, like, I'm glad you, you put that out there. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to know. Yeah, you guys, if you want to join in on this game as well. We'll post uh, it on Twitter, right? Yeah, do it on Twitter or uh, hit us up in any of those. Or you can just email a voicemail if you want to just uh, speak them out to us. Com- C-O-M-L-I-N-K at jamtransmissions.com. Well, let's move on to the next one. This is from our good buddy, Rick Villanueva. Pete, Josh, Eden, how you guys doing? What up? It's Fantastic. Rick, and I uh, wanted to talk a little bit about Myths and Fables, since I've been lucky enough to uh, grab a copy early. Now this nice. book gets released. I might go to Barnes & Noble tonight. Sweet. August 6th. 6th? Sith. <laughs> uh, today's <laughs> the 5th. Um, so I just want to give you guys some quick notes. First and foremost, let's call it a review, if you will. Spoiler free. First and foremost, I love this book. Fresh take on the galaxy, in-universe ideas of the kinds of lessons that are universal and how they can be applied within the Star Wars universe. Um, I read these stories with my son as bedtime stories. They all have kind of little lessons. We talked about what those lessons kind of are. 
um, what his take was on them and, and, you know, whether he was right or wrong or whatever his perspective huh. was. For that, I love it. I love being able to share Star Wars stuff with my son. Great he's nine, so starter. his perspective is that of a nine-year-old. Right. Um, but stories like this make it easier to present the lessons of the larger galaxy. There's the things that we see in the movie about, you know, good guys and bad guys and and, and sacrifice and doing the right thing and, and found family and stuff like that. But having stories like this presented in this way makes it that much easier, I think, and presents a whole new way to approach these kinds of lessons in a way that's uh, fresh and kind of interesting. You know, we can always fall back on um, the fairy tales that we know and, and the fables that we know um, that go back hundreds of years. But having something like this presented as an in-universe lore attached to the fictional lore that exists as it is, I love it. I thought it was great. Now, the book itself has, let me see here, it has an introduction, which is wonderful. And so nine stories I'm looking at here. It looks like nine stories. Um, awesome. Most of the characters in these stories are archetypes, like the knight, or mm. um, let me see what's another good one here. Hmm. The Dark Wraith, which is a, a fantastic story. How did, wow. Think about presenting Darth Vader as a boogeyman. Fantastic. I loved it. Kiddo was scared out of his, out of his wits. <laughs> fantastic. Um, That's good, though. That's these cool. stories are all maybe 15 to 25 pages long. They're not terribly long. The typeset is pretty big, so you can read through these. You can probably read through the whole book in a sitting. It, it's not very long at all. It's, it's 100 and maybe 80 pages total, something like that. Um, the art, mm -hmm. there's, there's illustrations for every story uh, that are hand-painted. They appear to be hand-painted. They're fantastic. Yeah. There were the few that were released on StarWars.com a week or two ago um, ahead of the book's release. They're standouts, but there's a few others in here that are equally uh, fantastic. All of them, I, I think, are great. They would make great prints. If they wanted to break this up and sell these as prints or posters or something like that, I wouldn't mind having any one of these hanging on my wall. Um, these stories throw some things into the lore that, uh, kind of add little bits. You know, we can't really look at this and say like, well, that's canon or this is, isn't canon, whatever. They're fables. They're in-universe fairy tales. They exist as they are. There's, I mentioned this on Twitter the other day. There's a story called Gaze of Stone um, that presents a little nugget. I don't want to say what it is. I'd rather people read it. That kind of made me stop a second and kind of go, wow, that's actually pretty cool. They give an explanation for something that may or may not be canon. Who knows? But it offers an explanation for something that I've heard people kind of like ponder. Well, why did this happen in Star Wars? That oh, doesn't wow. make sense. Ooh, I'm excited. Well, according to this, there's a little uh, bit of an explanation to it. I'll let you guys read it whenever you do. Um, these, Like I said, these stories, all of them hold up on their own. They're fantastic. Um, they're easy to digest. I would very highly recommend picking up this book um, if you have... Uh, a child of age, you know, who, who can digest these kinds of stories that you maybe want to read them too. Offer a story like this to some of the kids that are coming into the fandom. 
you know, there's lots of books for us as adults and, and, and uh, young adult readers. And, you know, we have our movies and the shows and stuff, but there are lots of having the animation too, for this... younger audiences is different than having something yeah. in print for younger audiences. Yeah. I think, you know, the join the resistance books that came out a couple of years ago, they're cool. They exist as they are, but this is something completely different. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted different. to bring it up to you guys since you guys were talking about preview stuff. Um, Hopefully by the time this episode comes out, I will have already finished Crash of Fate because I do have a copy coming in in the next day or two. You, you, so I will leave you to speculate what's in the book until the book comes out. And that's my tease. <laughs> it's upstairs on my Once kitchen again, table. <laughs> Pete, Josh, Eden, thank you so much for the fantastic work that you guys do every thank week. You, dude. I look forward to listening to you guys every Shit. week. I love the three of you. You're fantastic people. <laughs> and with that, I say... May that force be with you. <laughs> May the force be with you, buddy. Thanks Always. A lot. He yeah. uh, he he sent a message uh, soon after he sent this in. He said, "I forgot to uh, say thank you." Uh, he obviously said he got the the book uh, early. Mm-hmm. Laura, our friend Laura from Force Toast, mm-hmm. yeah, Star Wars Happy Hour got that. Um, San Diego Comic Con, they were releasing yeah these two books yeah. a week early. Early. Yeah, there were a lot of books they were releasing early. Yeah. San Diego so Comic-Con. huge thanks to you is what he Hi. said. <laughs> so yeah okay yeah this um coincides with the day that this comes out and none of us have read it i'm super no. excited like yeah especially now with his voicemail it, yeah. it sounds yeah, really definitely. really good i'm very excited there there are actually a lot of star wars picture books but this is something different and it's something for the kids who are a little bit older um and something that you can share like as a whole family hell and yeah also it's 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 myths and stories told by characters in the Star Wars world. Like, it's so cool. <laughs> it's like Vader Dark Vision's done right. Oh, God. Yeah, I put that out there, didn't I? <laughs> I liked a couple of them. I did. <laughs> yeah, it's other characters' views of yeah. other- mythological people and, and creations and things in the Star Wars world yeah. told told as as myths. Yeah. I like I like some of them too. It's okay, Josh. Yeah, there's a couple that were great. There's one that's like it's really interesting um, that, and I'm sure Eden, you can definitely attest to this as well. Like how he talked about using it as a storybook for his child, and how Mm -hmm. he kept how Rick kept saying that that his boy needs something written down. Yeah, because like there's stuff for him. There's all kinds of media for him. That's really neat. Yeah, there's a lot, there's animation, there's TV shows, yeah. there's those resistance, uh, not resistance. There are those rebels, uh, related books. They're they're there. Um, they're a little bit more, but I'm sure most people, me included, would rather just rewatch rebels than read those. Mm. <laughs> um, and this is something more. Yeah. Um, when I was growing up, I actually had uh, a copy, illustrated copy of Aesop's Fables. Oh yeah, and it kind of makes me think of like the joy I experienced reading one of those yeah. every night. But like, let's put Star Wars into yeah. it. Yeah, you know? <laughs> more fantastical stories. Yeah, so I love it. I'm pretty excited about it, uh, especially uh, for potential future head cannons. Yeah. Obviously, because you know he said like, "Well, this is this is folklore, but it's 
It's not More. canon. It can't. It could uh-huh. be canon though, yeah. because there's a little bit of truth yeah. in every story. You know what I got from it is it's it is canon. It's all canon, but it's not specific. It's a myth. It's a fable. Uh-huh. So there's not enough spe- specifics for you to know. Like, well, does this apply to this character? Does this apply to that situation we had a question about? We don't really know. Yeah, and and also like it's like it's kind of like history. How do we actually know? How do you prove? history perfectly you know so you've got all these different angles Mm -hmm. looking at this one situation or this one archetype of a character this this darth vader yeah a la dark visions right myths and fables boogeyman you know it all makes sense it's so cool Mm -hmm. because it's 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 all true yeah he did he was this character he was this force Mm -hmm. in the universe did he specifically do this right yeah it's just kind of, I love it because it's like a retelling of Star Wars via the regular people in the galaxy far, far away. And we don't have any of that. We we get Luke's point of view, Leia and Hans and stuff. They, they, they're, the, they're, they're the main people. So yeah, it's going to be biased based on yeah. their experiences. What about the broom kid? Yeah, yeah, exactly. About, yeah. I keep thinking about him with this <laughs> Myths and Fables book. Like he has heard those stories. They are te- him and his friends are telling each other these stories about Luke Skywalker, the Jedi Knight, and and Darth Vader. You know, the, you know who else heard those stories? Uh, Ray. Ray did hear those. Yeah. Stories. Luke Skywalker. Yeah. I thought he was a myth. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just so over the top. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna and, hear those myths that that Ray heard. Yeah. Just like an so alphabet cool. squad. Just even more than what we got in Legend of Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super stoked. Super stoked for that. Well, thanks a lot for that, Rick. And thanks also to Jeff for giving us some really good comlink chatter this week. Oh, We're yeah. going to move on. And um, I want to introduce a surprise segment today. Oh. And this is the special introduction of... What the f***? It's about time. I've been looking forward to this. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you don't have any idea what I'm going to say. Do no, you? I don't. That's why I'm looking forward to it. So what? let's explain. We it. Let's explain what this new segment is. It is obviously called "What the Gonk," and That's what not it what is. You just said. Well, it will sound like <laughs> it in post production, buddy. <laughs> so here's the thing: um, we're going to take. I mean, because there's all all sorts of things that happen in Star Wars news, whether it's uh, uh, something that we learn from Wikipedia, what have you, uh, in Star Wars that just blows our fucking minds, and it just makes you say, "What the what the gonk?" Yeah. And I, I found something that made me say, "What the gonk?" Today's edition of "What the Gonk" is brought to you by Kanye West. <laughs> what? Son of a bitch! I'm so ready. <laughs> According to CNET, Kanye West is building houses inspired by Star Wars. <laughs> Any uh, thoughts before we get into this? You're reaching on this one, dude. You're going way out. What the gong? Luke Skywalker's house on Star Wars Desert Planet Tatooine looks a bit like a sandy igloo. It doesn't exactly speak to the luxury and decadence we might expect of a celebrity like Kanye West. But that hasn't stopped the rapper from studying the look of Tatooine's architecture. <laughs> he's, 
He's using that inspiration to fuel the design for a, a new kind of abode that could ha- could be deployed for the homeless. What? What's yes. okay? Where did you get this? You know, what this is, is almost CNET? a good thing. Let's just keep going. What is what is CNET? CNET. All right, but I have multiple sources here. So okay, okay. So Forbes okay. can be quoted as saying, okay. "You know, Forbes magazine." <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Bear with me. Like this is a what the gunk. Hey. Yeah. West has been working with a team to design prefabricated stru- structures that sport the same austere aesthetic with the goal of deploying them as low-income housing u- units. And that's going to be coming out on August 31st of their magazine. I'm going to be getting a copy of that. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sending you guys a picture what? of these now. I. So I just... I didn't expect it, dude. I really, I just didn't. You started with Kanye West, and I just, I lost almost all respect. In so this. while those are coming into you, you can find That's a picture of what's already been built oh in Calabasas, God. California, on on the Instagram. Uh, it says Yeezy Home in the Works. They're pretty so, large. Yeah, each building is about fifty feet high. Um, sources familiar with the project tell TMZ Kanye is building dome-like structures that are prototypes for a new type of home. And his goal is that he believes that this will break the barriers that separate classes, namely the rich, the middle class, and the poor. So Thoughts? I don't believe that because that is going to happen at <laughs> all. They're already built. But if he can find some way to provide free, effective housing for for homeless Almost, people, yeah, that's great. fantastic. Like what what I see here is a a dwelling that can that is prefabricated and can be easily moved to another location and customized for that location. That's fantastic. That's great. Right. Um, two. Why does it have a giant hole in the top? Ventilation. What? what, what Lighting. What? All of it. But it's like a honeycomb design. I d- I don't understand why there is that giant hole. What if it rains? What is going on here? So, so it's gonna three, look it's gonna look like the Lars homestead. That is a structure that you're gonna put all of that. I guess I don't want to call it cement, but you know, this is oh, a skeleton. Oh, this is just yeah. the skeleton, the internal structure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's funny that you said that you didn't think that it was gonna happen because according to TMZ, the structures may not last for much longer as several neighbors have reportedly complained to the Los Angeles County Department of Public Works. Inspectors have come out. To the plot of land to view the construction work, and they have allegedly determined that the project violates building codes. <laughs> I suspect it does. Um, so Nobody I'm, wants a titty house. I am. Wow. That's what it looks like. Wow. I am uh, looking at that first picture you sent and, you know, zooming in and looking looking real close at these details and like, yeah, these these things are actually built, um, but they're really not built well. Like, I'm no no construction expert or architect, but there's a bunch of crooked, crooked boards all over this dome. Um, and that doesn't <laughs> seem great. That does not seem great. Well, a source uh, close to Kanye tells TMZ that these structures were always meant to be temporary as they're merely prototypes, but says that the rapper's okay. team is now in touch with the county and they intend to comply with the requirements. That's legit. That's legit. <laughs> I mean, if he could make... 
Kanye He's West is, money, is making right? Star Wars houses, ladies and gentlemen. Transportable and, Star Wars houses for homeless. Extra yes. large. Do it, man. Star Wars houses. Do so it. So there are article, other articles out there. They're asking, can Kanye West solve America's housing crisis? <laughs> Thoughts? I really don't think he can, <laughs> but I bet he could help his little corner of the galaxy. Hey, you know yeah. what? And that's and that's that's what it all comes yeah, down to. Yeah, that's, that's enough. You ask me, no one man should have all that power. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm done. So that is my presentation oh. for what the gonk. And um, hopefully you guys, well done. I want you guys to keep it, keep it secret, keep it safe as you guys find them. You know, it, it, and if you want to present it, just surprise us with it oh, anytime. Yeah. And that's going to be, that's going to be the presentation. And you know what? That's, uh, that's Jesus also going to go out to everyone out. In um, the Twitterverse and all that, let us know what you, what you got. The most outlandish, yeah, stupid yeah. shit that you can find there's Star Wars be, related. There's got to be a voice. Like, you have absolutely have to send in a voicemail or <laughs> record a, a voice recording and email it in for, for that website, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah we, we need to hear you actually talk about all that crazy stuff. If you, awesome. if you find something absolutely what WTF that WTG. That is, yes, what the gonk. Uh, uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> We got to stay on brand. We got to hear yeah. it. We got to hear it. <laughs> Send it in. Awesome. Well, guys, we had also talked a little bit about um, discussing some of Alphabet Squadron. Yeah, let's get on to that. You guys into that? What to say? Yeah. Oh, so if we're going to talk about Alphabet Squadron, um, I totally haven't finished it yet. What? So I'm going to have to peace out. You yeah. didn't finish it. No. <laughs> no. It's because you've been reading that. Uh, what was it called? It the fantasy novel. Fortuna Sworn. Fortuna Sworn. Advanced review copy. It isn't even out yet. So yeah, I get it. I but get man. it. No, it's all good. It's it's no big deal. So if you're gonna peace out. I tried listening to the audiobook and I just couldn't pay attention and it wasn't it wasn't right. So I yeah, I haven't finished it. Are you are you getting close to being done with it? Oh yeah, I'm almost there. Okay. I'm like so 80, 85 percent done. So, so I'm probably gonna put this episode out and two or three days so maybe by the time that you finish it you can hear what me and josh have to say about it perfect well we definitely want to know what you think about it so definitely be in touch and let us know Mm -hmm. but until then why don't you go ahead and tell people where they can follow you on social media before uh, josh and i hop into spoiler territory Ooh, book spoiler territory. I don't want anything to do with that. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter most of the time at Eden Jean Gray, E-D-E-N-J-E-A-N-G-R-E-Y. I'm mostly tweeting about Star Wars and cats and soccer. That's 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 a good that's spread. That's okay, yeah. yeah. That's a good spread. It's quite good. Um, I'm on Instagram at Eden Gray Cosplay, and I'm on Patreon at Eden Gray Cosplay also. Awesome. Well, we're glad that you were able to join us for this journey so Me far. And yeah, definitely stay in touch with us and um, say goodbye to all the lovely listeners. <laughs> Bye, lovely listeners. Thank you so much. Cool. So um, it's a good book. Alphabet Squadron by Alexander Freed. How about we give our um, initial thoughts, impressions of the entire book without a spoiler before we before we send everybody off that's not going to want to get spoiled. Read it like <laughs> hard copy in your hand. Read it, especially when you start out like it's just 
Dude, I agree with that. It's a very honest. We're going to do an honest review real quick. Spoiler free, honest review. There's a lot of damn names. There's a lot of new characters and there's a lot of information that is just getting pounded at you so fast. Like it's flash flood worthy of crap coming at you. It's just so much. And it's so, so, so hard to keep up with audio style. Um, But that said, once you start learning how to like muddle through it and start committing these people to memory, it flows very well. And a good thing to keep in mind, it's hard. It's a hard read guys in the beginning. It's a hard read, but it's also the very first book in a trilogy. So we have to get that groundwork out there. And I think they kind of hurried it up to get as much story out as possible because it's a tangent series. Did you uh, do all audiobook or all print? I had a little bit of each. I went okay. out, yeah, I bought the audiobook and I bought the hardcover edition the same day. Nice. Yeah. So I downloaded it on Barnes and Noble's free Wi-Fi as I was inside checking out. How convenient. I know, right? <laughs> With my flat white. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I, I, you know, five I, episodes I, ago. I so. thought about that today. Did so you God, really? I f- spilled this all over myself. Dude, that pissed me off. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Um, Tempo's changed quite a bit in this episode. My, my thoughts on, on this book were. Be honest. Okay. We'll be we're honest, man. Paid. I, I completely agree with you. Honestly, I hated it while I was listening to it for yeah. a good while. And, and I actually ended up just listening to it only. Um, I made it through mm, 25% before I, as I said, I gave up and came back to it about a month later. And I powered through it. As you said, you muddled through it a little bit. Yeah, it, just you until to. you got to a point where it starts to pay off a little bit. As you say, you you learn the characters a little bit more, and then it becomes a good flowing story. It is not a good flowing story from beginning to end. No, it's choppy. Not at all. In the very beginning, it was really cool. It was a good flowing story in the beginning, and then it and then it just kind of it just kind of does weird things. Yeah, and then it gets very convoluted, and then it pays off later. It's almost like it was written in a sense where the average reader would read this as TIE Fighter came out. You know what I mean? Like, it, Maybe. it almost waited for the comics because I, I found that I read the comics in tangent with it. And I found like things that were going on in the comics happened a little bit before, or a little bit after yeah. the parts that I'd got to. And it's just, now if they did that, amazing, amazing yeah. work. That's some serious uh, coordination. Yeah. But, Reader beware, that's that's exactly how it feels. Like you're waiting almost. Let's give a, a score out of ten. Ooh. I feel comfortable giving it a six. six. Oh, <laughs> there you go. All right, yeah. <laughs> I it may be a seven later on when we get the other two books. Maybe. But right now it's it's a solid six. It's not the greatest thing in the world. Aftermath kicked ass. It did. I enjoyed Aftermath as a, lot. a trilogy book too. And um it, it was it was amazing. This one uh I'm sorry I had expectations of the flow of what Aftermath had. And Chuck Wendig and Alexander Freed are totally two different writers. And that's okay. It's fine. Maybe the other two will just boom, you know, since we've got so much groundwork. Yeah. 
Yeah, six is yeah. six is fair. Cool. All right. So that's the end of the uh, non-spoiler review of this. So we're gonna go ahead and just you know, you've got three seconds. Two. Three, two, one. <laughs> Dunzo. You got, you got two and a half. Okay. Favorite character. Favorite character? Erica yeah. Quell. Yeah, mine too. Really? Yeah. <laughs> no I know a lot of people was like, um, I don't know. They were so... Chastnachatic. Yeah, a lot of people. Big. She was yeah. uh, my second favorite, but her kind of personality is the sort of personality it's in abrasive. real life. It was, In real life, I clash with that kind of personality. Yeah. I really respect her kind of personality, but she's super brash. And, and I like how you said she was abrasive. There's no doubt about her being abrasive. Um, but she's charming, um, very energetic, and I understand why she's likable. And I think that she's relatable for a lot of people and probably represents um, a side of people's versions of themselves that they can't express. Pr- they can't project that, you know, because everybody wants to, you know, be all up in your face all the fucking time. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Honestly, you don't need to be like that all the time. Yeah. Me, I'm. I'm trying to pick and choose my battles. So yeah, it got on my nerves a little bit. It did mine too. <laughs> Chaz is three. Uh, Will Lark was probably my second favorite. He was interesting. He was what did you like about him? Just the, um, almost the wanting to get away, but like the flying aspect to him was more almost kind of spiritual the way he, he went out and flew. And I relate that a lot to my riding. It's an escape. Like when he's in his fighter, he was, just one with the fighter and he was going on and Chaz was the same way with her music and stuff. And I can see how you relate to that a lot because she, she kind of worked about her, her music and it, she couldn't go without it, you know, and it kind of helped her flow. Um, that's just my interpretation of kind of the way I see you and things, not the personality, but the way she does that. Um, but with will, it was the, exhilarating freedom he got when he flew that related to me as far as my, uh, my racing and two wheeled excursions and shit. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. But Erica was probably by far the most, uh, complex character. Is that what you liked about her? Is it, is that she was complex? She was, uh, she's broken. Mm. She's up and it's, it's fun to watch somebody grow who is just totally, screwed up and she has so many self doubts and she didn't even know hell for a good two thirds of the book. If she was still going to be a defector or not. Like, yeah. Yeah. Operation Cinder really kind of with her bad. Yeah. Terribly. She, she was like, uh, she was one of those people that thought that not everything in the empire was corrupt. Yeah. But, uh, was it ID 10? Was that the torture droid? Is that its name? I think so. Yeah. I yeah. like that one a lot. That's probably a third or fourth. Yeah, man, that's a good character. That was a cool character. I like yeah. the droid. The, the the former Imperial torture droid who is now like... Repurpose. <laughs> therapy. <Sock>. Yeah. <laughs> therapy droid. Yeah, I love it. I'll start it. with T. Um, it's funny. I was looking through my notes. The first 25%, I was taking notes of it, right? And then the last, the last 75, I stopped. Yeah. But it was really funny because early on, I said I was... I'm, and I quote, I'm loving the pacing because it's making it to where we are all just as ready for Erica to get in the goddamn cockpit. <laughs> she never flew. And then, <laughs> and then honestly, like six fucking days later, still waiting on that cockpit. Trying to prove still herself. Still waiting on that cockpit. Oh, what was his name? Um, 
the guy she clashed with so much. The uh, the guy that recruited or her, her superior. Yeah, was it Aiden? Aiden. Yeah. yeah. God, he's such. A <laughs> Well, he was also a totally different kind of character from her too. Like the the way that he rose in the rebellion, yeah, was totally different. Or if you want to call it the New Republic, what what have you? Yeah, it was a New Republic. Yeah. Um, I thought that that Erica was a beast because like she had a fucking skull fracture at one point, Multiple and then was like concussions. And she said like arm. Yeah, yeah, she said this is the least of my problems right now. I have to focus on this. Yeah. Like, dude, I've had concussions. Like, it sucks. The, the last concussion I had knocked me on my ass for a week. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Y'all don't know, but I recorded a podcast while doing it. But you can't guess which one. No. <laughs> no, it'd probably be hard to tell. Yeah, because you edit everything. Hey, there you go. <laughs> I edited out all the, oh, yeah, I remember which one it was. You were spaced out. We got upstairs like, dude, what's wrong with you? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, um, you know, it, there were, there were several aspects to her personality that really stood out to me. And, and I think, I, I guess if I had to pick something that is relative to me is her obsessive compulsion with people. Yeah. And the way that she tried to treat um, these rebellion, these new republic, what have you, people as imperial soldiers. It's not cookie cutter world out there, man. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like Aiden would kind of like reality check her on that and be like, look, you're expecting them to have years and years of running. Indoctrination. Yeah. Yeah. And years of, of like practicing simulations and stuff like that. You know that you're. That's not what you get. Yeah. You get you know dust croppers, and, straight volunteer. Yeah, yeah. Um, she struggled a lot with that, but you could tell that she wanted to, but she didn't know how to adapt to that. How to bend? Yeah. I think that there was a line that I wrote down. Let me see if I can find it. It says, "Here it is." The Empire had nurtured and refined her reverence for order, but now she had defected to a nation founded by lawbreakers and anarchists. If she was to succeed in her mission principles, uh, if she was to succeed, her mission principles would have to be bent. Is that chapter nine or something like that? God. I, it was kind of early. early yeah. It was real early on. And, and so like, I really liked that sort of internal struggle. And, you know, by the end of the book, she barely was able to get them on her side. But at the end, they were good. Like, yeah. We see like the very beginnings of a great squad. It's just. Does it take 14 hours of a no, an audiobook no, to get you there? No. I'm no, just saying. No. I'm right there with you. Just an opinion. Like Snap and his crew were just in it within. I like how you snapped. Yeah. <laughs> within five freaking seconds. Well, I mean, that was his tick, right? Yeah. So, but, um. I don't know, man. I, I think I did myself a disservice trying to come in here and think, all right, this is a Star Wars trilogy. I wonder if it's going to play on Aftermath a lot because it's set towards the same time frame and it's a big Star Wars trilogy. So I'm thinking, okay, this will be kind of like the next thing, you know, and Aftermath is great and it's widely successful. Did you read it's any not, of the X-Wing novels that are now Legends? Not like a Wedges lot of Gamble them, yeah, and, and I that. did read that one. Yeah. I kind of got, I kind of feel like lot. this is a new canon spiritual successor to that it, vibe. Very much. And I've really enjoyed, I, I read about, I only read about three of them. It's hokey, but it's not like almost standalone. It just, the story, I don't know, dude, it, the story on this one was just, 
I, I relate this book a lot when I talk about it. It's like the first third, the second third, and the third. The third, 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 third. Um, <laughs> but seriously, like I break it up into 30 percenters. It's just the first 33% was its own story. And then it's a trilogy within a trilogy within a trilogy within a trilogy. It's Inception book. So I want to get your thoughts on Kairos. Yeah. What do you think? What's the big mystery? There's definitely one there. I don't know, dude. It's it's all kind of f- It's um. I don't know if we might find some new secret first orders going on during that. Mm. What about like all the um, the emperor shadowy stuff that was kind of going through? I kind of left myself open. I'm sorry, like yeah. this is bad content, but I left myself open to it. Okay, for the rise of Skywalker. Okay, and I think in our second book, it is going to play very hard on that. I think Alexander may have. Oh, interesting. A little bit of information. Oh, interesting. On episode nine. That's why I kind of just, I shut myself off to it mm. because I wanted to wait and not speculate on things. So as, as fans of Battlefront 2, the new Battlefront 2, yeah. and Iden Versio's story in that, um, and them mentioning Operation Cinder and such. Over and over and over and over. You've got um, those Imperial... Sentinel, what 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 are they called? They're sentinels, yeah, yeah. they're sentinel droids. Do you think we're going to see those in Episode Nine, Rise of Skywalker? That would be the easy way out. Honestly, that'd be the easy way out because they're established, and there's been quite a, a large viewing of Battlefront guys out there um, who are going to be into the movies and shit. So, that's, how many people are going to watch that movie and and see that and be like, "The fuck is that?" It'll be new. To a lot of people, but it's already something that is worked into the storyline, whatever media it was chosen for, you know, but it's, it's already there. You know what I mean? Moment is a little bit more of a stretch like that spiritual attachment to an object in the comics. Yeah. But those were widely successful too, as far as the comics went. Like that was a huge selling series for Marvel. Yeah. And, and look who gets to write the, uh, the Ben to Ren series. Exactly. And it's done dude. very, very well for him. Yeah. And I love his shit, dude. Soul's awesome. Um, yeah, he is. But I think that would probably be the biggest cop-out way to do it. But I'd like to see a little mix of the two. And going to Battlefront, we've got that uh, observatory that's out in Bilio. Why not have something in there that's a little oh, wild? I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure that that's completely destroyed. cleaned out. Maybe. But you never know. Yeah. Like he wanted it destroyed for a reason and Dell was supposed yeah. to destroy it, but it didn't really get destroyed. So yeah. I think that's what we got going on with like Kairos and shit. There's, there's something special there that's not good. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I think it's going to be for make for some good storytelling. Um, let's talk a little bit about Hera in this novel. I loved her. When Hera popped up, that's when the her. book got interesting for me. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Was it like chapter 11 or something oh, like shoot. that? Yeah, like, it was somewhere late. around there. Or seven. No, she was on a, she was on the the floating prison thing that they were on yeah. where all the defectors went. And, and so she convinces Aiden to, you know, make Erica. The commander? Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. The, the head squad of the squad. Squad yeah. captain. Yeah. And uh, squadron leader, whatever. I don't know if it's captain or not. Because captain, captain, captain's kind of yeah. Maybe, maybe it was. I don't know, dude. You know, I read, I read that, and then I immediately read th- 
throwing trees in the very next day and they just like worked it like a lot of that it, was cool. A lot of this stuff is just blown. Oh, um, yeah. Hera in this book was very believable. She was really well written. Obviously freed has a very strong understanding of her, of her character. Yeah. Were you hoping for some Jason Sindula in this? I was because you know <laughs> he's around the same time. So yeah, where where's he at? What's he doing? I don't know. What's up with his ears? I mean, what's going on there? They're crazy. There's a lot. They're going pointy on. ears, but he doesn't have leku, so it's all jacked up. Well, he hasn't hit puberty yet. And you never know. He might just sprout head tendrils. What if he? You know, oh wow! Yeah, that's this is a conversation Let's for not another go time. Down the rabbit hole. <laughs> Get excited when them starts to float up. So, um, I know we've um already hit our you know, target time for this, but do you have any, any, any final thoughts on um, that book that you want to, you know, speak now or forever, hold your peace? Oh, it's still going, but okay. Uh, Alphabet Squadron was great. Um, at the very end, it was great. It had me ready for the next two books that are supposed to come out. But guys, seriously, just power through the first 66% of it, maybe 45%. Not everybody had as hard of a time as we did. You're true. Yeah, you're right. Because people were freaking loving it all yeah. up and down. The Hera made it better. Mm. It was heavy on Hera. Erica doesn't fly for like 10 chapters, so get ready for that <laughs> shit. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we both give it a 6 out of 10 at this point, and we want to know what you guys thought of it, too. And uh, we just kind of, you know, cleaned it up pretty, pretty quickly you know, towards the end of this episode. And we hope you all enjoyed this episode. There was a lot of questions raised and a lot of new topics for us to talk about in the future. So I uh, just want to invite you all, if you want to join in the conversation and hear your voice or your emails read on the episode, you can send those to comlink, C-O-M-L-I-N-K at jamtransmissions.com. And we'll be looking forward to hear from you and discussing whatever is on your mind. Josh, where can people find your artwork and your personality your digital persona <laughs> as uh, it were i've actually been posting quite a bit on both here in the last little while um doing some anime stuff right now enjoying dr stone and uh fire force and shit it's been kind of fun to watch um jd row 812 is on my instagram and uh joshua row 24 on twitter and i'll always be on jt calm link uh tagging shit. so Keep a good lookout for some of that stuff. Absolutely. And I'm at Pete Skeet 2 on Twitter. And like Josh said, you can find both of us manning the uh, Jam Transmissions social medias. We're on Twitter, most of all, at JT Comlink, C-O-M-L-I-N-K, at Jam Transmissions on Instagram. And we have a Facebook page, as well as a WordPress where... I think we're all kind of working on some new articles here. I've got one. I yeah. sent you one that hasn't been released yet, so we'll get that. And I've got another one that's two-thirds of the way through. I like Good. So there's new content yeah. coming to the Jam Transmissions blog, and that is jamtransmissions.wordpress.com. And as always, if you guys are interested in supporting the show in any way, and we expressed how um, your Patreon it's funds have, have helped us out, even like with like physical audio interface parts and stuff like that, and it always helps out with the hosting and that jam transmissions will always be free to the public forever, but you can help us, you know, keep it online. Cause you know, it unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately it's not free to do this. Uh, but yeah, that's on patreon.com forward slash jam transmissions. And with that, we're going to close this episode out. We've had a blast. I know I've had a blast. What about you, buddy? It's been great. I'm Hell glad yeah. to be back. I'm glad you're back, man. And hopefully, yeah. hopefully we'll have some good comlink chatter next week, but until then, man, 
May the force be with you. And with all of you. Always. Well, everything's good except for Niku, who just God. He looks like he's got a stick up his ass. Yeah, that's the face I'd make if I had. Why did they have to put Sad Niku on there? Like that—that's Sad Niku. That's you all want me to throw Bebo to the wolves and kill him. Yeah. Why would you all want this? This is the only thing I've ever wanted ever. You're all such jerks. I thought we were friends, Niku. It's not fan art. It's actually um, concept art. Concept art. Yeah. Poor Niku. Um. Jigger looks like he's uh, uh looks like he's about to throw off the dump and he's back. In he his looks pants, like man. he's about to put a stick out of his ass. Yeah. I haven't drank since vacation. Middle of July. I'm about as speechless as when I told you that Kanye West was building Star Wars houses for the poor. I want them to really look like Star Wars houses <laughs> though. Like right now they look like a fucking beehive. Almost like Mayan looking. So he better get on that shit. <laughs> now you have expectations. Like, commit, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> well, he has until September 15th. So, like, we've got a timeline. That's if, a lot if, of concrete, If you don't bud. think that we're going to be staying on this, you got me fucked I'm up. watching now. I didn't even know about it. I don't know how I missed it. <laughs>